It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Ready. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. I am your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network, and today we've got our NFL player projections episode for week number 12. On this show, we'll run through our top five at each skill position, discuss some players we're high and low on this week, and of course, throw out some player props for each position as well. Here to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy football rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, Had a a really good week. Uh, I hit an amazing prop. I I think I got lucky on this one, but it was Ty Chandler, longest run over 10 and a half yards. Uh, And I cashed on that that fake Fake punt. punt. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, 31-yard run. I'll take it, though. Um, But yeah, had a really good week. How about you? Yeah, I got back on the right track. Uh, that 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 yeah. fake punt helped me too because I had Vikings plus, oh. <laughs> I think it was two two and a half or something like that. Yeah. I think it was two and a half. So uh, yeah, man. Nice. But uh, we got to get into the positions for each. Uh, I mean, for week twelve, and we'll start with quarterbacks. So you got in your top five. Yeah, so I got uh, Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, and uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, I think that's the same. I got Hurts, Mahomes, oh. Jackson, Prescott, Allen. Yeah, same same top five. Uh, it was good to see Josh Allen get 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 right a little bit. But uh, yeah. that, that Philly, Philly-KC game was rough for quarterbacks. I mean, I guess yeah. Hurts got the, the rushing touchdowns, but there wasn't much passing yardage to go around. And then that oh. drop. But uh, – Hopefully those guys get back on track this week. Uh, who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Trevor Lawrence, who opens the week inside my top 10 um, against the Texans. And, you know, he's had an up and down season uh, and he's been pretty disappointing for the people who drafted him. I think he was, what, QB8 in ADP uh, entering the season. Uh, but last week, you know, he was the top scoring quarterback thanks to two touchdown passes to Cal Ridley and he ran two scores himself. Um, and I think, you know, this matchup against the Texans is a good one. Uh, you know, they rank 21st in DVO against pass, but, uh, and, and they've allowed an average of 290 passing yards a game uh, since week five. But more importantly, I mean, just CJ Stroud and the offense just keeps lighting it up. So other teams kind of have to keep up by throwing the ball. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I like Lawrence. And it was good to see him bounce back uh, last week after that brutal game against the Niners. So, um, he's just inside my top 10 this week, uh, opening as my QB 10. Yeah, I, uh, I'm high on Lawrence as well. I think that matchup is one of the better ones uh, for fantasy production. You know, you got a close matchup uh, indoors, yeah. um, two 
defenses that are not great against the pass. So I think that could be a back and forth uh, affair there. But yeah, I was I was surprised how high Lawrence. He's my QB eight. So nice. um, yeah, I was surprised how high he was to open the week. Uh, I'm high on Dobbs, Josh Dobbs again. Uh, he is an inside my top 12 this week going up against the Chicago bears. And uh, really it's just a mixture of his scrambling ability. And the fact that, you know, going up against this bears defense, it's not a great pass defense. They're average against the run below average uh, against the pass in Minnesota. You know, they, they go a little faster than, than Dobbs was going out there in Arizona too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, got a few more plays than you usually get from him. So I, I have him as my uh, QB 11 to start the oh, week. So nice. Yeah. Like, uh, he's my like QB eight. Dobbs yet again. Oh, oh, he's geez, my QB yes. eight. A- yeah. I don't, I mean, he's <laughs> over Stroud and Tua. Maybe that's a problem. Uh, but I don't know. I kind of like it. He's been the QB three, uh, ever since he joined Minnesota. So, I mean, He's playing well. Like yeah. you said, I, for him, it's just the rushing upside uh, is just massive, and he's been tapping into that. Uh, can't wait to see how this offense looks uh, once Justin Jefferson returns, which it sounds like, unfortunately, it's going to be week 14 after their bye, but he'll be even better once he gets J.J. back. Yeah, I think that's really that's really when things are going to take off. But, I mean, even yeah. just what he's been doing now, he's been solid getting those rushing touchdowns, giving you some rushing yardage, some passing yardage, and uh, yeah. definitely a step up, I think, from, from what he was doing in Arizona. But uh, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Justin Herbert uh, against the Ravens. He opens up as my QB 14. Um, and last week he actually ended up having a really solid game. He finished as a QB 3. Uh, mainly thanks to his 73 rushing yards. We can't really rely on that uh, most weeks with Herbert, uh, but man, his wide receivers definitely let him down, uh, including Keenan Allen, who dropped a wide open touchdown. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the sun was in his eyes. I think that was an issue uh, for a lot of players in that game, but uh, Quentin Johnson also dropped a wide open play that might've gone for 40 plus, maybe even a touchdown. Um, I had Justin Herbert under 261 passing yards. And at the time of that incompletion, he had 260. Uh, so thank you, Quentin <laughs> Johnson, for dropping that. Uh, but just, you know, with Mike Williams, Josh Palmer uh, on the IR, and now, you know, Gerald Everett and Jalen Guyton are even out. Uh, you know, the injuries have just made it really tough for Herbert. Uh, it, it's, it's really hard to just rely on Keenan Allen all the time. Um, but this week, you know, he has a brutal matchup against the Ravens that, again, have allowed the fewest fancy points per game to opposing quarterback. So it's just a tough spot for Herbert. This has nothing to do with Herbert. It's just a matchup and his wide receivers letting him down. Uh, so yeah, he's my QB 14 to open the week. Yeah. Uh, I'm low on Herbert as well. Uh, he's, he's my QB 12. So I guess he's kind of like right there um, yeah. on that fringe, but yeah, I think he's a guy that, you know, ideally you would go somewhere else instead of starting him this week, even though he's got that name value. I'm low on Sam Howell this week going up against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, this first of all, this guy, I don't know what's going on with him against the Giants, but I'm, it's not even about that. <laughs> you called it's it. about this Dallas defense is one of the best pass defenses in the league. They're allowing the second fewest net passing yards, just 157 per game and just 178 uh, 
regular passing yards per game. So that's, you know, for a guy like Sam Howard, who is not always going to put up the touchdowns, especially in a matchup where they're uh, 11 point underdogs, I think it is with a pretty low implied total. You're kind of banking on yardage with him, but this Dallas team is tough to get yardage against. And, you know, Dallas can play a lot of man coverage, just like that giant team that, that uh, give him a lot of trouble, except Dallas does it a lot better and gets a lot more pressure. And that's Sam Howell's other issue is taking sacks. So I don't think it's going to be a great uh, Sam Howell week yet again, because just it's this (laughs) pressure, pressure defense, top, top two defense. It's just not what you want to be investing in Howell, even though, He's got that, you know, he usually puts up a ton of passing yards. I think you have to lay off him in this division matchup. Yeah, you called that uh, Commanders-Giants game just being weird. <laughs> um, oh, man. You know, I had I had Barkley under eight and half, 18 and a half rush attempts. And if you told me he was going to be the highest scoring running back of the week and they would have a commanding lead the entire game, I would have just thought, you know, that, that prop is toast. And I remember I set, what was my line for Tommy DeVito? Like a hundred and... 20 yards passing or something <laughs> like 134 yeah, he, or something like that yeah. yeah yeah and with a leading game script i mean he looked like tom brady threw for almost 300 yards just truly bizarre but i guess you call it just you can't just, it's impossible to project those giants commanders matchups just weird things happen oh i mean it's, it's pretty easy to project <laughs> giants win and oh giants <laughs> weird, yeah. weird things happen for the commanders that's really the issue yeah. it's like okay you know one Sam Howell looks great every other week. He's throwing, you know, three touchdowns and 300 yards and this and that. And then <laughs> yeah. come play the Giants and it looks ugly. But, I mean, they, I think the Cowboys can kind of replicate that. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would stay away. I have him outside sure. my top 15. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, my turn to set a quarterback prop. Uh, DeVito did Did I went 2-0 and and you went, I think, 1-1. So oh, okay. we were, yeah. I thought um, I might have got shut out or something. Nah, I got I got the right side of the Metcalf locket, and then I got the yeah, Devito, no, I know which... that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then I forget which one you didn't hit, but uh, yeah, you had yeah one out of two. I had two out of two. Let's see what I'm gonna do here, quarterback. Um, let's go Tua because Tua is. A, the QB 11 consensus this week. So, you know, people yeah. that have been kind of starting him all year, now you're going up against the Jets. So let's go rank like you did oh. that one time. I like that Ooh. one. All right. Um, I'm just setting this off the top of my head, though, so I don't I have... know. I'm trying. I, I, <laughs> I haven't run that sim yet, but I'll try to think of yeah. what it could be. All right. So he's the QB 11 in consensus. Let's... <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Uh, eleven and a half. Let's just get take his rank. Take his rank. Oh, okay. We go. We hit. We go over or under, <laughs> or better or worse than QB. Yeah. Uh, eleven. Oh no, I know exactly what you mean by that. Um, so like last week, if I'm looking at last week, uh, my QB eleven was like Jared Goff. He had about a fifty percent chance of finishing inside the top eleven, but that's because Burrow had already uh, stunk it up. Uh, and Lamar had a pretty good game. Oh, there's, yeah, every team is playing this week. So it's going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit tougher for the number 11 QB to finish in the top 11. So I'll go over, like he's going to finish outside of the top 11. So that, so would you, 
would you recommend people like what would you recommend people do if they have no, two? Like, well, yeah, no, yeah, no. He, he's he's definitely like he should be ranked inside the top eleven, but just with variants, like his sweet spot of like where he'll actually finish is like thirteen, fourteen. If that yeah, makes sense, yeah, like slightly above yeah, average, and- yeah. Yeah, and like you know, it's going to be a ten percent chance he finishes in that exact slot. Uh, but just with QB, you know, there's a lot of variance. Just some scrub ranked out of the top twenty can you know throw for two touchdowns and sneak in there. So that's that's what I mean by that. But if you have him, you're starting him. He's certainly a low end QB one, uh, despite you know the tougher matchup against the Jets. But uh, based on your prop, I'm gonna have to go outside of the top eleven. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough week for some of these, you know, Herbert, Tua, not used to seeing these guys yeah. outside the top 10. Where do you have uh, Justin Fields? That's when I was uh, uh, curious. I have him seven. So he's up there. Okay. He's up there. For Same. Me. Yeah. 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 I mean, he had like, I think it was 46 rushing yards in the first matchup against Minnesota and he only played 35 snaps. So like he was just <laughs> running all over the place uh in that in that matchup. So he should be good for that. Uh all right, let's go to running back who we got in the top five for week number twelve. Let me see. I got Kush McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, uh Travis Etienne, and Austin Eckler. Yep, same ones except I got CMC Taylor, Etienne third, Kamara fourth, and then Eckler fifth. Who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Derrick Henry. Um, you know, he he's my RB6 to open the week. And, you know, I was Whoa. low on him. Le- yeah. Well, is that, like, really high? I, I know. I, I, it's he's cr- still in the teens for me. I mean, I, I, <laughs> he great matchup, but, wow, yeah. that, that was a, that's a pretty big jump. I Good. Uh, I'm I, mad at it. It. I got some spicy <laughs> ranks to open the week. Um, and, yeah, you know, I was low on him last week um, just because it was a tough matchup and, you know, a potential – negative game script so sure enough you know he put up a dud uh but you know much better matchup this week against panthers that ranked dead last in dvoa against the run and the titans are three and a half point favorites so i think that's just massive for henry uh perfect bounce back spot i I think the titans only ran like 38 plays last week or something just insanely low um so we, we have to kind of throw out last week's game this is a completely different spot. They're going to obviously run a lot more than 38 plays this week. Um, so, yeah, he opens the week as my RB6. Maybe we get one more patented uh, Derrick Henry game this season, and this could be it. So I am super high on him this week. And then the other guy is obviously Zach Charbonnet. Um, <laughs> you know, I mentioned on Convince Me, he's been one of the better backups in the league. Uh, but Walker, you know, Kenneth Walker had done nothing wrong to, to like, warrant losing too much work to Charbonnet, but with Walker potentially missing some time here, Charbonnet is going to push, you know, low end RB1 value. Um, He completely took over the backfield once Walker went down last week. Um, You know, I could see DJ Dallas and maybe Kenny McIntosh eat into his receiving work a bit or, you know, spell him to give him a breather. Uh, But this reminds me of, you know, in the past few seasons when Dalvin Cook or like Zeke Elliott would miss time. Like, I would, I think you would too, like have Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard ranked even higher than where the starter would be just because the backups aren't commanding as much touches as they would. Uh, so that's kind of what's going on here. You know, Charbonnet is going to dominate the workload. And, uh, you know, even though it's a tough matchup against the Niners, I still have him as a low end RB1. So I have him as the RB11 open the week. 
Um, you know, he did disappoint a bit with his expanded role last week, but I think he'll he'll get best of both world, worlds here with uh, some really good volume, and then he's going to flash those skills uh, he's been showing all season. Uh, so love Charbonnet this week if, you know, Walker does, in fact, miss. Yeah, it looks like Walker's going to miss. Uh, you think Charbonnet gets, like, the – Third, like the hurry up, all that. Or you think they use DJ Dallas at all in, in that like pass game role? Because like Charbonnet was taking a lot of the pass snaps from Walker. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think like it was up until a couple weeks ago, DJ Dallas was kind of still the third down back and two minute offense. Uh, but then Charbonnet picked all that work up. I want to say last week or like the past two games, and then last week he was kind of doing it all. So yeah, I could see DJ Dallas. Um, if if he's going to take anything, it would be, you know, some of the passing work. But either way, I think Charbonnet is going to be running over a 60% routes run rate, if I had to guess, somewhere in that range. So uh, he's going to be getting most of the carries, most of the early down work, and still most of the receiving down work. So, yeah, I still think Dallas will mix in on sort of the passing downs. But that's, you know, that's almost every running back has some guy, you know, taking some snaps. Um, so, yeah, I, I still think Charbonnet is going to be even more of a workhorse back than Walker was. Yeah, last week, Charbonnet, so Walker went out and he only had played on 7% of the pass snaps. Uh, Charbonnet played on 86% and then Dallas played on 12%. So, um, yeah, it looks like, and then, you know, they run around about 80% of those snaps. So, yeah, you're looking at a route participation rate, 65, 70% range. So, yep. Time for a breakout game from Charbonnet. Yep. I mean, if the games, if, you know, because if the Seahawks don't just get dusted, that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can get a bunch of dump offs. Dangerous. Yeah. 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 I'm high on uh, Rashad White this week. Um, seems like every week now. I mean, I feel like he's getting <laughs> slept on, but uh, yeah. he's, a, he's inside of my top 10 this week going up against the Colts. Uh, you know, he's just been doing it in the running game and the passing game and the Colts are allowing the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs so uh, this is another great matchup for White and the fact that he was able to produce in a you know negative game script against the 49ers he still got a rushing touchdown in that game you know Edmonds is mixing about 20 percent of the time but uh, White seems to be getting all the high leverage carries goal line uh, pass down work so uh, not too many backs that are uh, producing at the level White is right now. So great, great second season for him after really was unimpressive, I think, you know, much of that rookie year. But a lot of that probably had to do with the, the offensive line, which is a little yeah. bit better this year. So, yeah, I have Rashad White as my RB number nine to open the week. Nice. Yeah, he's definitely at low end RB1 now. And, yeah, I think a lot of the inefficiency on the early down work just – is on the offensive line. It's not like any of the backup running backs have been able to do much better. So he has really become just a true workhorse back, um, especially, you know, in the passing game. That's where he gets most of his value. But yeah, he's definitely like a low end RB1 now. Uh, who are you low on? I'm low on Josh Jacobs uh, against the Chiefs. He's my RB17 to open the week. I, I just think he gets a huge downgrade and a potential trailing game script. Uh, you know, he had been banking on just a ton of volume uh, in the run game during the Raiders' two-game win streak. Um, you know, he just hasn't really been ne- nearly as efficient as last year. I mean, he was one of the best running backs in the league last year. Uh, but he's been way less involved as a pass catcher with Aiden O'Connell 
under center. Um, he's only been running a route, you know, on 50 to 55% of O'Connell's dropbacks. And O'Connell hasn't been checking it down much to him either. Um, Jacobs only has three catches over the last three games. And I've said, O'Connell's like shades of Jameis Winston. You know, he's just going to be chucking it up downfield. He's not going to be dumping it off to Josh Jacobs. So uh, he had, O'Connell had a 10.3 average intended air yards last week, fourth highest. Uh, and he threw three picks. So he's, you know, a yellow ball kind of guy. Not a great spot for Jacobs. Even if, they, you know, they get down big, I just don't expect them to get too many check downs. So this is just a really bad spot for Jacobs. So um, he's more of a mid-range RB2. You know, he's still going to get a huge workload, but he has a much lower floor uh, with the Raiders being nearly, you know, 10-point underdogs here. Yeah, and they've been playing some low, lower scoring games, the Chiefs and the Raiders too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it might not be, you know, sometimes Chiefs Raiders they can they can get up there in the score, but not the way these two teams have been playing this year. I am low on James Cook. So he last week was pretty productive, you know, had 17 carries, over 70 yards, uh, you know, did some nice things in the past game, but uh his underlying usage was concerning in the first game, you know, without Ken Dorsey as the OC. He seeded yeah. the hurry up work to Ty Johnson and you know, Ty Johnson was mixing in, you know, just throughout the game, which we really haven't mm-hmm. seen before. So in a game where Buffalo is not in control and they don't run as many plays, uh, I think Cook's numbers are going to suffer because you know his percentage of the designed backfield carries was down to just uh 50 55 which was you know for the season he's around 60 percent. but you know up until a couple games ago he was hovering you know in the mid 70s for you know the weeks eight uh seven through nine and then Week 10, it was the fumbles. He got benched, so he had 55%. But that you know, that was understandable. But then last week, 55% again. And even more concerning, I think, for him is that his route participation rate was down to 37% last week, which is uh, you know that in the, year, the, the game before where it's 33%. That's pretty much as low as he's gone this season. But Ty Johnson was up to 17%. Murray stayed at his usual, you know, 30%. But mm-hmm. it just seems like they're looking to, you know, mix somebody else in with Cook. And Johnson, he is more of a kind of a pass down guy. So, you know, Cook was always saving his, you know, if he didn't get many carries in a game, he won't always because Buffalo, not always super run heavy, though. I'm sure they'll try to run a little more now, but. Um, you know, it's concerning that he's losing passing down work as well as carries, uh, a carry share, because going up against Philly, they're the best run defense in the league. You're not really going to get much on the ground. You got to figure. So you have to do it through the air. So um, I have him as my RB 33 uh, to start the week. Mm. And uh, he's in, he's still about 28 in consensus. So uh, yeah, I think Cook is more of like a flex kind of fringe, fringe starter this week. Yeah, I mean, Ty Johnson mixing in, making this sort of a 3 committee was not ideal. And they still have Leonard Fournette yep. on the practice squad. So if they call him up, he might eat into his early down work, goal line work. Uh, so long term, it's not, not good news for James Cook. Yeah, it's uh, sell if you can. I, I would I would sell yeah. before, before he plays Philly, honestly. All right, let's – what do you – let me see it again. All right, time for a prop. What you got? 
Uh, you know damn well where I'm going with this. Zach Charbonnet. Let's go total rushing and receiving yards against the Niners. I'll have to make sure I set this way too high, too. I'm going <laughs> to set it at uh, 82 and a half yards. Ooh, let's see. It'd be funny if Walker plays. I just take the under. and. Uh... Well, no, the uh, the stipulation is uh, Kenneth Walker is not playing in this game. He, he has to be inactive for this to be uh, a wager. <laughs> gotcha, guy. I'm just joking. Uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, I have him a little bit under that, so I'm going to go under. I have him in the high uh, 70s uh, in this one. I, th- I mean, I, th- I do think he'll do he'll get uh, catches, but I think it, there's a bit yeah. of uh, variance or volatility, I should say, with the rushing yardage projection because uh, Seattle has struggled against San Francisco. They lost all three matchups last year. Didn't really put up many points, so you could get into a negative game script. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, then it's kind of all bets are off. So I'll go under, but uh, I know he's uh, that's your boy. And uh, it is his yep. it is his time to shine. It is his time to shine. Is, it's time. And Gino's fine, right? Uh, I know they did some tests, uh, but he, he should be good to go. I don't know. I mean, I, it sounds oh. like it, but they haven't confirmed it. And it's I mean, it's it's a little it's a little sketch. Like, yeah, first of all, he, <laughs> he like left the game. He came back in the game. <laughs> He makes one throw and then runs the ball because there wasn't like he couldn't hear the headset. Like, what if he just couldn't throw again and that's why he ran? You know, like I don't know. Like, yeah. so it's a little shaky. And then Pete Carroll's like, "Well, I, like I think he should be good to go, but he hasn't said anything definitive. So he's not going to practice till Wednesday. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, so." Um, and they play I'm Thursday. definitely monitoring that. Yep, I'm definitely monitoring <laughs> uh, that because it sa- seems like you could get some shenanigans. But if Drew Locke starts, I think you go even you go run heavy then. In that in that case, yeah. If, if Drew Locke, as long as you can, yeah. as long as you can, <laughs> as long as you can, exactly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The holiday season right around the corner and it's about to get busy. Don't let that stop you from sticking to your habit and being the best version of yourself. That's where our friends at Caldera Lab come in. One minute in the morning and one minute at night can be all the difference you need for clearer skin. These guys are the best in the skincare game. And with an easy routine, keep your face looking fresh no matter your schedule. It's just three steps. One, the clean slate, which is a face wash to start and end your day. Two, the base layer, which is a daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin. And three, the good, which is an eye serum you can put on at night to help your skin look tighter and smoother. Plus, what's a better gift than clear skin? Join the 100,000 men 
from Trust Caldera Lab to show your best self this holiday season. And just for our listeners, we have an exclusive deal. Use code TAN at calderalab.com for 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code TAN at calderalab.com. Make unforgettable first impressions with Caldera Lab. All right, Sean, wide receiver, who you got in your top five for week 12? I got uh, Tyree Kill, Amon Ross St. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, and uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, I got, yeah, Tyreek, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Amon Ross St. Brown. So same top five, nice. a little different order. <laughs> a little but, shuffle. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> shuffle, you know. Uh, who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on DJ Moore. Um, he opens the week as my wide receiver 12. And uh, I kind of alluded to this a couple weeks ago, but he just gets a massive boost with Justin Fields back under center. Uh, and whenever Tyson Bajant's under center, he gets a downgrade, of course. But uh, sure enough, with Justin Fields' return last week, Moore went off for seven catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so that's four straight games with Fields under center where he's gone for – over 100 yards and or a touchdown. Um, yeah, so he's just back in business with Fields uh, under center uh, and opens week as a low-end wide receiver one for me. Yeah, he's my wide receiver 13. I like him as nice. well. I think Fields definitely does. You know, just throwing downfield more, um, yep. I think, really helps. DJ, uh, I am high on, I mean, rinse and repeat. Tank Dell again. <laughs> Yeah, uh, might as well. <laughs> like, every week, I feel like this guy's ranked too low. Uh, he is my wide receiver nine this week. He's wide receiver 21 in consensus going up against Jacksonville. And in points per game, he's a wide receiver 12 and half PPR, the wide receiver 15 in PPR. But that includes, you know, a couple games where he got hurt. And, and in that first game of the year where he only played uh, less than 50% of the snaps. But he's been in there, you know, 80 to 95% of the time every week uh, these days. Jacksonville runs zone coverage at a top five rate. Uh, they're one of the zone heaviest defenses in a league. Tank Dell is averaging 2.9 yards per route against zone. That is six best out of uh, 94 qualified wide receivers. And it's about a, a little over a half yard more than he averages against man, which is still great at, at 2.3. But uh, last three games, 35 targets, 20 catches, 319 yards, and four touchdowns. He's had 10 or more targets, six or more receptions in each of the last three. And in the first meeting against Jacksonville, five catches for a buck 45 and a touch on seven targets. So uh, this guy has just been balling. And I, yeah. I, like he's, he's part of the reason C.J. Stroud is playing so well, too, because as great as Stroud is, some of the, you know, routes that Dell runs and you know gives Stroud a place to go with the ball and like third and longs or you know at the end of that uh two minute drive to beat Tampa Bay like that those are some special routes that, that he's running and getting open with so uh Tank Dell each and every week you got like this guy I don't want to not like it's not Tyreek Hill but it kind of reminds me of like that type of situation mm -hmm. where he just kind of like a you know middle round draft pick came out of nowhere and just each and every week putting up numbers he passes the eye test uh, you just got to get used to to having him yep. as a as a wide receiver one these days. So, uh, yeah, Tank Dell, and then also another rookie, Demario Douglas. Uh, he is uh, inside my top forty, just outside the top fifty in consensus. But he's averaging five catches, fifty five yards per game over his last four games. And the Giants 
run man coverage at a top five rate. And Douglas leads the Patriots in receiving yardage against man coverage. And you know, that's interesting because he wasn't even a full-time player for much of the year until this last month. He's also leading them in uh, yards per route against man at 1.9. And the Giants allowing the second most slot fantasy points uh, to opposing wide receivers and the third most targets to the slot, uh, third most receptions, third most yards as well. And Douglas plays about about 50, 60%. Uh, of his of his time in the slot so uh, like Douglas this week as well uh how would your projection change if at all if it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi it really doesn't at this point I mean it's just <laughs> right low passing yardage for both <laughs> uh you know it's that there's not really you're not really changing much of, of anything I mean Maybe Mac, maybe Bailey Zappi throws fewer picks. Uh, that doesn't really change anything for the receivers. So <laughs> right now, what about you? Does it change anything for you? No, it doesn't change anything. Just worth worth mentioning, just in case uh, <laughs> there is a QB change. That yeah, our our ranks and projections probably won't change much. Yeah, I have I actually have Zappi projected for like whatever. Like I have Mac Jones projected for his actual snap rate, like with with the benchings, uh-huh. and then I have Zappi. Oh, projected for the rest of those snaps. So nice. uh, I actually have some zappy in there already. But uh, who are you low on? Uh, just uh, I want to just mention two receivers that uh, will take a hit from recent quarterback changes. And the first is Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, he's my wide receiver 24. And, you know, Zach Wilson's getting benched for Tim Boyle. Uh, not that Zach Wilson deserves to be a starting quarterback right now. But he had been playing a bit better of late and uh, had really good chemistry with Garrett Wilson. You know, Wilson had four straight games of 80 or more yards, uh, you know, with Garrett, uh, with uh, Zach under center. Uh, And Tim Boyle's awful. I mean, he's not an upgrade (laughs) over Zach Wilson. Maybe he's a lateral move. Um, But I'm not sure this will help Wilson in any way. You know, uh, Boyle might want to check down to running backs or tight ends more. It, It just could shake up you know, the target distribution a bit. I I just don't see this helping Wilson. So Wilson only caught two passes for nine yards last week among all the, you know, quarterback turmoil. Uh, So he opens the week, uh, you know, as a low end wide receiver too. This is not a great situation for uh, Wilson. The the whole season hasn't been after Aaron Rodgers went down, but uh, this is just another blow to Wilson's value in my opinion. Um, And the other is Jamar Chase. Um, You know, he's my wide receiver 22, which is just crazy to say. But he gets, you know, a massive drop off of Joe Burrow uh, having his season-ending injury. You know, Jake Browning is a below-average backup. Uh, and he's also going to be more willing to lean on his legs. He had, you know, four rush attempts for 40 yards. Uh, he's a bit more of a scrambler than Burrow is, obviously. Um, so th- this is also going to be a close, low-scoring, disgusting game against the Steelers where the Bengals can lean on the run game more have a conservative game plan. They also might get T Higgins back. So that's going to ding, you know, Chase's target share. Um, Now they're still going to dial up plenty of targets for Chase and he's, you know, more than talented to overcome the situation. But having said all that, he still opens the week just outside of my uh, top 20. Yeah. I'm a little higher on Chase. I'm, I think I'm lower than Wilson on Wilson. I'm at 28 for Wilson, but I'm at 14 Mm. for Chase. Uh, I just, you know, Sorry. I feel like they'll find ways to to scheme him the ball. Like it's Jamar Chase, you know, like they'll, I think he's yeah. the guy that at least, I mean, I'm not saying he'll be super efficient or anything like that, but I, I, I'll see, I could see a way them kind of feeding him 
you know, designing st- things for him to get uh, to get the ball in his hands. They'll totally. probably give him a couple of rush attempts and things like that. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little higher, but uh, point taken. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, it's just a rough week. You know, all these all these uh, backup quarterbacks getting inserted, <laughs> and I mean, sheesh. And then you have like like what <laughs> I think it's three or four games below a total of. 35 or 30 yeah. there's a giant game there's the the bronco brown game is like 35 and a half for the total yeah. and then uh there's that steelers game you mentioned i mean there it's ugly the titans game is, is i think 36 or something like that it's yeah ugly man and uh, Cooper cup is hurt you know just the, these tier one wide receivers have just taken a beating this week yeah and but for the prop I know where I want to go because this is a really interesting projection. So Michael Thomas is going to miss. It looks like he's going to miss at least this week. looks like he's going to miss more time than that. So does Rashid Shahid become the number two or is he continuing his same role? And either way, I mean, that should free up some, some, some targets for him because Michael Thomas was you know catching like five balls a game. So uh, let's go Rashid, Rashid Shahid receiving yards, 45 and a half. Ooh, um, that's about where I have it. Uh, he just has a wide range of outcomes, so it's going to be 80 or 20. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with over. I think that's a good okay. line. I, I think A.T. Perry is definitely like taking over the complete Michael Thomas role, but he's going to yep. command fewer targets, and we all know that Derek Carr loves Shahid. So I think... They will connect for like at least one deep ball here to just get over it. So um, I would I would have said it right around here, but uh, I'll, I'll lean over here for sure. As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses for new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's go to tight end. We got in the top five. I got Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, Trey McBride, and Dalton Kincaid. Yep, I got Kelsey. I got Kittle actually number two. Nice. Um, <laughs> well deserved. Kelsey, Kelsey Kittle, Hawkinson, Trey McBride, and, and yeah, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, who are you high on? Uh, I'm going George Kittle. Uh, there, there's nothing you know groundbreaking here. 
uh, but I've been probably a bit too low on him recently. Um, and he, he's been the tight end too on the season. You know, he had those two just complete duds earlier in the season, but he's been amazing in all the other games. Um, so with Mark Andrews, you know, out for potentially the rest of the season, uh, you know, Kittle's going to be a top three tight end the rest of the season. We can't fault the tight end just for having a couple bad games. They're all going to have bad games at some point, I guess, for maybe Travis Kelsey. Um, but, you know, he's just with all the weapons and the 49ers passing game, he, he's going to have sort of a wide range of outcomes. But he's been such a stud that uh, I, I finally come around. I think I've been a little bit too rough on him uh, recently. So, yeah, I've, you know, made some adjustments and he's inside my top three. Although you have him in your top two. So you're technically a little bit higher on him than me. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is it used to be this was a low-volume pass attack, but Purdy's been so efficient that he's averaging close to 270 passing yards per game. And, uh, you know, if you go over the recent games, I think it's even more than that. So uh, it's not like before where, you know, they were just like, okay, Purdy, he's just kind of feeling him out. They're only letting him throw like 25 times a game, and he was he had to have this ridiculous efficiency uh, to support, you know, more than like one guy at a time. But now, as we've seen, you know, Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk can go all, and, and yeah. McCaffrey can all go off now in the same week. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so this, the San Francisco offense has come a long way, I think. And, you know, Brock Purdy really establishing himself as a guy who's not just a system quarterback, or if he is a system quarterback, he's <laughs> the greatest system quarterback ever. Uh, yeah. Because he's, you know, he's got this offense putting up numbers. So, uh, yeah, that's why Kittle's there for me. Because yeah, his target share does take a hit with everyone healthy, but mm-hmm. uh, he's still, I believe, it's still around. You know, the explosiveness is still there. So he's averaging like three and a half catches with everyone healthy, but for like you know sixty, sixty something yards. Right. He's just been so explosive, getting a lot. They're setting him up for a lot of yards after the catch, and you can't really pay too much attention to him as an opposing defense because you got to worry about Ayuk, you got to worry about Samuel and then Kittle is the tight end. So he's going to, you know, be blocking a lot. So it's just kind of by default, he's the guy that can, can get these explosive plays when everyone else is, is covered. So yep. yeah, I think Kittle's going to continue to produce. Uh, that was, that was the same guy I was high on. I'm pretty much in line with everything else. So uh, we could jump right to the, uh, guys are low on and it's also the same guy. So, uh, take it away. Oh, really? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's Pat Fryermuth. Uh, he's my tight end 24 and, you know, he returned from the IR last week. Uh, and you know, he, he caught one pass for seven yards, obviously a, an awful game for him. Um, but that wasn't a spot where we should have been playing him anyway. It was against the Browns. We weren't sure on his uh, workload, but the underlying usage was very concerning. Uh, he only ran around on, 39% of pickets dropbacks only saw a target on 8% of those routes. Uh, and this isn't a passing offense. I'm, you know, rushing to invest in, especially this time of year. Uh, so he might not return to low end tight end one value uh, this season, but you know, he's certainly worth monitoring, but with guys like, you know, McBride, Kincaid, um, even like Taysom Hill emerging as, you know, every week tight end ones, uh, Firemuth's a guy that's kind of off my radar anyway. And after last week, that hasn't changed. If anything, he moved down a bit. So uh, Pat Frymouth is someone I'm very low on this week. Yeah, same here. And it's tough because with Pittsburgh, there's going to be weeks where they don't even support one fantasy viable pass <laughs> catcher. And, you know, any way you slice it, 
Fryermuth is behind Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. So, you know, now that his route participation rate is is a little bit lower than it was uh, last year, and, and even, you know, the second half of the year, his rookie year as well, uh, it's just really tough to rely on him. Like, he'll have like, probably one one or two random big games in there, but it's it's a DFS, like, dart throw at this point. There's no yeah. real way you're going to be able to predict it on a week-to-week basis in fantasy. I mean, his game logs are something crazy this year. He has <laughs> he appeared in five games, right? <laughs> in four of those games, <laughs> he's had seven or fewer receiving yards. What the yards. fuck? Yeah. You know, like, one... This like, is a Kenny this, like, Pickett tweet. Bro, it's I mean Matt Canada was fired, so hey, maybe 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 they do change, but it, it like it's like the targets too. It's like four targets, three yards in his first game, one target, two yards in his second game. Then he had okay, four targets for forty one in the touchdown, his only good game. Then four targets, seven yards, and then one target, seven yards last game. Like that is I don't I don't remember the last time I've seen like a a legit starting tight end do that poorly. And I know he was kind of in and out of some games, but man, I mean, that, that's just <laughs> Kenny Pickett. You got to do better, bro. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they keep giving Jalen Warren the ball, that's going to really limit the pass game too. Cause he's going to just take it to the house every time. I just found out that. No, I know that I just found out now. I didn't realize that. So thanks, oh, thanks for informing oh, nice. Me. Nice. <laughs> it's oh, about yeah. damn time. Yeah. Yes, sir. That was uh, that's that's the big news this morning. But I, I was just gonna say, uh, I'm pretty sure we had a, a some good calls on that pod because I remember we were talking about uh, Jalen Warren uh, last week, and even against yep. that que- tough Cleveland defense, uh, he managed to come through. But uh, where are you going for the tight end prop? Um, I'm gonna go with Isaiah Likely. Let's talk about him. Mm. So he's facing the Chargers. He's replacing Mark Andrews. I'm going to go with 35 and a half receiving yards under, uh, I have it. I have his average at right at 35. His median would be like in the little, like 30, 31 ish, 32 for me, at least right now. And, you know, so I'm, I'm being a little bit more conservative with him just because, you know, you saw Lamar Jackson target, start targeting his wide receivers a lot more when Mark Andrews went out. And I think in years past, this was a very tight end centric offense. They didn't really have any other wide receivers to speak of that they could kind of target heavily. But now True. I don't really think likely he's going to get the same. I think he's going to get the snaps as a one for one replacement, but I don't necessarily think he gets, you know, anything close to the same uh, target share. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be careful not to just like, you yeah. know, blow him up and put him in like, you know, tight end eight or something like that. Because I do think we should yeah. be a little bit more conservative because you got Zay Flowers there. Odell Beckham starting to come into his own. Aguilar, you know, makes a play here and there. Bateman is, is you know, finally be, uh, healthy. So um, what are, like what about, what do you think of uh, likely this week? No, I think that's fair. I think, yeah, maybe in hindsight, his median should be just a tad lower. Uh, he's the kind of guy that probably has a wider range of outcomes uh, just given the situation. So, yeah, like his media may be a little bit lower, but you know, if, if a book is offering fifty plus yards at three to one, maybe consider that because he has a high ceiling. So yeah, I agree. And he, he's my tight end eleven. I think uh, was there a game this year that he filled in for Andrews? No, uh, but last year, whenever he filled in for Andrews, uh, I think he did pretty good. Um, but I, I think he did really good. But like you said, they you know they have Bateman healthy, Odell Beckham's playing really good right now, so there's more 
options in the wide receiver game. Oh, and, you know, Flowers, obviously. So, yeah, there, there's probably just more options outside of him. Uh, so he has a wide range of outcomes. I, I, I think he's definitely worth a flyer as a low-end tight end one. But, yeah, maybe for his player prop, his median is just a bit lower. So I think his prop should probably be in the low 30s. I, I'm guessing it'll be like 32 and a half if I had to guess. Yeah, his so his target rate uh, per route is 10.3% this year, which is very low. Uh, Mark Andrews is 216 So it's like half, like less <laughs> than half of, of Andrews. So that's that's yeah. just kind of why I'm a little bit. But yeah, I agree. I think he has a high ceiling. And I, if, especially if you're an underdog in your matchup, you know, I think you definitely have nothing to lose by starting him. Uh, but, you know, like he's, I still wouldn't start him over uh, – you know, like a Jake Ferguson or, you know, guys like that in that, oh, in that, yeah, uh, yeah. in that top 10 more established. Um, I wonder yeah. that 10% target rate. I wonder how many of those routes Mark Andrews is also on the field. That's um, a good question. Yeah. We, we should probably look into that. Um, Cause they, they, they do run two tight end sets quite a bit. Uh, but I would, I'd be curious what his target rate is when Andrews is off the field and he was in on like 11 personnel or something that might be a bit more telling. Because uh, if both are on the field, obviously you're going to still want to target Andrews. Um, but yeah, we'll have to find those splits somewhere. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I think obviously it'll go up a, a bit, but, you know, not as yeah. much. It doesn't have as much room for growth as it as it did, with, you know, last year and all the years. For sure. Uh, all the years prior. All right. That is going to do it for our Week 12 NFL Player Projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. For more fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode out a little later today over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. If you're into betting, uh, Stuck and I will have our weekly betting episode on the Action Network podcast right here. Uh, That'll be out early uh, this week, so on Wednesday. And uh, also be sure to check out the Action Network Discord server if you want to chat. I know Sean is very active up in there, so... Check the link in the episode description for more information on that. ActionNetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. FantasyLabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Sean is on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Let's give this money. Again, a happy Thanksgiving. We got a turducken, right? Yeah. This thing here is a deboned duck stuffed in a deboned chicken stuffed in a deboned turkey. It was stuffing. Now you're talking. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.